0: welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batak, and I teach you how to have amazing relationships by doing one simple thing. Dismantling Supremacy Culture's Internalized Oppression and Conditioning. Be sure that you've hit subscribe to the podcast and come on over and join me in my private newsletter community where I have a collection of specially curated tools to get you started. Simply visit www.sharaniempatuck.com slash connect to get started. welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you are here back with me for this brand new episode and I will first and foremost put it out there that this particular episode does contain sensitive information. I will be talking about sensitive subjects such as abuse and violence as it relates to systems of oppression and so I wanted to let you know that. I also want to let you know that I will not be going into graphy gory details. I will simply be speaking from a more general perspective and The reason I share that with you is because I want you to know that so that you can take care of yourself and do whatever it is that you need to do, whether it be not listen to this episode today or whether it be to take this episode really slow and listen to it at your own pace, whatever it is, I just want to let you know and respect your choice in being able to decide how you choose to engage with this episode. At the time of this recording, I am moving through the loss of a loved one And really, it's moving through their transition into the ancestral realms is really what's happening here. And I have to say, the feelings that come up are so complex. And that's really what grief and loss and death and dying bring up. They bring up the complexities of emotion. And in doing so, it can stir up all of the anger, all of the resentment, all of the the stories that we have and the feelings and it can feel so conflicting because they're still our loved one and they still did for us when we were young and when they were responsible for caring for us and you can hold the duality that like yes although there were parts of my experience with them that really fucking sucked on the other hand they were also a really good human and they had a big, generous heart. And I imagine there's people in your life currently or that have also made their transition into the ancestral realms that that you can think about where it's so complex. And what I want to speak with you about today is This thought that came up for me as I was moving through and just sitting with all of this grief, sitting with the anger, sitting with the resentment, sitting with the complexities of all of the human emotions, it dawned upon me, and I shared it over on my Instagram, that one's spirit knows so much more and has so much more wisdom than one's limited human form Could have access to. And that was a thought that arose for me as I was fresh, sitting with the grief and sitting with the mourning and sitting with the complex feelings. And I realized, like, yeah, that feels really right. Because this person in their human form pretty much sucked at being able to keep vulnerable ones safe from harm and danger. And on the other hand, I know that this person had also experienced so much trauma in their own lives, and that as a result, they likely could not access all of the wisdom that their soul and their spirit possess. And that's why I was led to this thought that like, wow. One's spirit is so much wiser than one's limited human form. And then a couple of days later, I literally saw a post, also on Instagram, and this person was speaking about how some of us have so many mothers that are strongly protecting us, like great, great, great grandmothers and their grandmothers and, and so beyond. And then they also said... They really are protecting us from the other side because they don't want us to experience what they experienced and that maybe they weren't able to do so in their human form, but they're able to do it from the other side when they're in their spirit form. And that just felt like such confirmation when I read that. And it was like, not that I need confirmation from anyone outside of me, but it was just an example of like, yes, yes. Yes. It is very possible that in their human form they weren't able to, but their spirit can. And so once they've dropped their bodies and taken off that suit of clothing that was their current human form, their spirit is free to move in all those ways and to access all of that wisdom that they weren't able to access when they were in their limited human form with their own limited traumas. And what it led me to realize is is that quite possibly these systems of oppression really contributed to their inability to keep us safe. And as I share that, I'm reminded of a story that a mentor of mine once shared where she spoke about how she knew a woman whose mother had still put her in abusive situations. I believe it was sexual abuse was her experience. And ultimately, and I can't recall if the mother ultimately disclosed it to this person or if this person was able to figure it out themselves. I'm I'm not recalling that detail right now, but it was basically that their mother had experienced homelessness and uncertainty and instability in housing. And so for that mother, It was more important for her children to have a house, a roof over their heads and a house to keep them warm. And if that meant that it exposed the person, the child, to circumstances of sexual abuse, it was like still better on some level than being homeless. And this story comes up and I share that with you because, you know, there's this saying that people are really doing the best they can and sometimes that really pisses the fuck out of me because I'm like, what the fuck do you mean they're doing the best that they can? And at other times, like, it really makes sense. But when I put it in this perspective, thinking about how systems of oppression had truly traumatized Our people. They traumatized our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, and beyond. And that really, that is what got encoded into their nervous systems. That's what their nervous systems were attuned to. And so if your nervous system was attuned to must have a house, must have shelter, and everything else is whatever, like it's a greater cost to be homeless than it is to be in a home where there might be possible abuse, then it's its just what it's going to be so in my situation, what it was is there was a lot of feelings and I know that this happens a lot, especially in immigrant communities, especially in BIPOC communities where a lot of responsibility gets placed on the child and you're told, you know, oh, don't be alone with men or don't be alone with that certain man as a fucking five-year-old kid. Like, Seriously, I'm five, and you're going to tell me never to be alone with that adult, like that grown-ass man? And of course, at the time, it was confusing. It didn't make sense. And rather than telling the grown-ass adult, don't hurt children or I will kick your fucking ass out, it's telling the child, never be alone with that man or never be alone with any men. And that's really fucking confusing on so many levels. And so as I was growing and healing through it, of course, I think back to the five-year-old and she is just so confused and has no idea what's happening. And as I grew and as I was healing through these experiences that I had of my own sexual abuse and trauma, I was like, that's a lot of fucking responsibility to put on a kid And then if you ever did happen to be alone in the room and something were to transpire, now that adult is absolved of all of their sin, uh, quote unquote, or they're absolved of the horrible acts that they did towards a child because the child was told never to be alone with this person. And that puts a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, and a lot of blame on the child. I had carried that for so long, unknowingly for the most of my life, actually. It's only been over the past maybe 11 years that I've been actively doing healing work around my own experiences of sexual abuse. And what it comes down to is you knew on some level that this was happening in your home. You knew that these grown-ups were a potential risk of harm to the children in your home. And yet, you did nothing about the grown-ass adult. And instead, you put the, the onus and all of the responsibility on a teeny tiny itty-bitty child. And that's really hard, and it's really heavy, and it contributes to the layers of complexity that come up when certain loved ones pass. And so as I was sitting with all of that and wrestling with all of these feelings, what I realized is, of course, this person colluded with the perpetrator. Of course, this person harbored the perpetrator. Of course, this person didn't really take ownership and accountability and continued to put it on the children rather than holding that adult responsible because that really truly is all this person knew. For their entire life, all they knew was in order for them to be secure and taken care of, there had to be a man to take care of them. This person went from their father's house to their husband's house to their son's house. I mean, that is what this person knew. And without that husband or that son, this person's nervous system truly believed that they would die, (laughs) that there would be a threat to their survival. And so, of course, they were going to protect their grown ass adult male in their life instead of the itty bitty little girls in their life. Because that is what systems of oppression had taught this person. And to be fair, I do believe that this person really was doing their best when they said to me, never be alone with such and such person or never be alone with men. I truly believe that that was the story that they believed. And so that is the story that they passed on. And the part that's really amazing is that After that person dropped their body, after they died and as they were making their transition into the ancestral realms, what I realized was that all of that trauma, all of that abuse, all of that collusion, that secrecy that is such a part of systems of oppression and supremacy, that that legacy died with them. That these are no longer legacies that we will be carrying in my family. These are no longer legacies that will be passed down to my descendants. These are no longer the legacies that my children, whenever I have them, and their children and their children and all the way down the line, these are not the legacies that those children are going to experience. Because those legacies all died with that human. These legacies are going with them. They will not continue with me. I will not allow for them to be perpetuated. And I will not allow for this abuse to be experienced in my family ever again. Because I am the ancestor who is creating a new legacy. I am the ancestor who is working towards dismantling all of the ways that systems of supremacy and oppression have been internalized within me. And all of the harm that they have done. And I know I'm not doing it perfectly. And I know that there's going to be quite possibly other things that my descendants experience. But what they will not experience is this type of trauma, is this type of collusion, is this type of secrecy, of this type of harm. And so if you're here with me and you continue tuning in to episodes of the podcast, if you pick up the Fierce Authenticity book series, if you get on my newsletter list If you follow me on Instagram and social media, if you just keep showing up here for the messages that I share, then you too are the ancestor who changes all of these legacies for your family. And it is my honor and my pleasure and my joy to be changing these legacies right there, along with you. I'm sending you all of my love and take really good care until we meet again. I want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velazquez, our podcast editor and the talented artist who created our custom music. Anna Olvina, my wonderful assistant who creates all of our beautiful graphics and the transcript of every episode, which you can find over at www.fierceauthenticity.com. Biana Sandich, who writes our amazing show notes and does it so well that I bet you couldn't tell it wasn't me the talented Jillian at Epoxy Studios, whose photography is our cover art and pretty much every other curated image that you see of me on social media. My husband, who puts up with me when it's 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night and I'm like, hey babe, I gotta record a podcast episode, like right now. Is that okay? My higher power, whose divine wisdom flows through me To bring these messages to you. And last but not least, I wanna thank you, my listener, so much for listening in. If you'd like to join the podcast support team, some ways you can do so are by rating and reviewing the podcast, sharing it with everyone you know, and if possible, making a financial contribution through the link in the show notes so that you too can be part of the team elevating this podcast and making it possible to bring to other listeners like you. I'm sending you so much love, and we will be together again soon.